Live your life, not your divorce. Meet the guy who coined this beautiful piece of wisdom, divorce lawyer Seth Nelson. Hi there, I'm Tracy, and this is the Essential Stepmom Podcast, your source of unconventional advice and inspiration for the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. Is it really an art? You bet, nobody pops out of the womb with an instinct for step-parenting. It's something you practice and get better at, like anything else. And if you found this podcast, it means you're smart enough to look for someone who's been practicing the moves for a long time to stand in your corner and coach you through it. I'll share my wins, my missteps, and my analysis of what worked for my family over the last 14 years and why it could work for you too. If you like this stuff, don't forget to subscribe. And you can get more of me at EssentialStepmom.com. This is a special week here at Essential Stepmom because we're ramping up for the Ultimate Step Family Summit that starts in one week on Wednesday, September 15th and runs until Friday the 17th. I wanted to do something a little extra to get us all in the mood for this warm bath of support and community. So I invited a special guest and I've even split our conversation into three parts. You'll get a new segment every day for the next three days. And after that, I have another surprise guest to get us through the weekend. So stay with me until the end today to hear the details. I had a delightful interview with Seth Nelson when he invited me to be a guest on his podcast. To be honest, I didn't know anything about him beyond the fact that he's an attorney practicing family law and that he hosts a podcast. So it was completely amazing to find out that we think along exactly the same lines when it comes to family dynamics and parenting after divorce. I couldn't wait to bring him on this podcast so that he could share some nuggets of wisdom from his vantage point in the literal trenches of the family court system. Here's part one. Enjoy. Hi, Seth. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate your time. Oh, Tracy, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. And I had such a good time on your podcast. I <laughs> And I love the t- Tell me how you got the title, How to Split a Toaster. Well, as you know, I have a co-host, Pete. I always give Pete and Andy, our producer, credit for coming up. They say it was more collaborative uh, effort, but we were just batting around ideas. And then it just kind of popped into one of our heads or collectively. And there it was. Well, and I'm sure that that pretty much describes uh, it describes the kind of uh, legal practice that you have. Uh, you know, that's what happens in a divorce. You split everything right down to the toaster. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes we actually had a um, podcast that we did on splitting material items, which was one of our biggest um, downloads, because I think those are the things that lawyers don't like to deal with because it costs so much money. Yeah. to argue about the toaster, just go buy another toaster. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, those are real world issues, right? When yeah. you're dividing up stuff and all the emotions and the egos and everything get in the way. And so it's hard. It, going through divorce is never fun. It's never easy. And you got to go through it. You can't go around it or over it or under it. Well, um, and you've done it in your personal yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> a long, long time ago in yeah. a galaxy far, far away. Um, yeah, me too. Long yeah, time ago, more than 20 yeah, years. My now. son was uh, two and a half and he's 17 now. So wow. it just 
feels like forever ago. And I'm very fortunate. I'm very close with my former spouse. Um, her husband is amazing. Um, you can never have too many people that love your kid. Oh, that's so, so great. We're very fortunate. Yeah, no kidding. Cause that doesn't, it doesn't always go like that. I was very fortunate in a different way. I, when you said your son was two and a half, I just, uh, it grabbed me there because I know unconsciously that I, I was waiting until my daughter was, she was 11 when I kind of woke up and, and got divorced, but I could have, I could have gotten divorced at any moment, you know, on my journey. And I, I'm sure that unconsciously it was part of it that I was, I was waiting for her to be older because I, I think it's, it's gotta be in my mind. It's much harder when you have younger kids like that. Oh, I think it's, um, it's all about perception. Uh, I mean, my son never remembers a time when his mother and I were together. Mm. He he's always growing up in separate houses. He just doesn't ever remember that because he was so young. And it will also, like I said, very fortunate that we get along. So there's never any issues. And he knows what I do for a living. And so if you ask him, you know, who's paying for his college, he'll tell you really dumb people because they'll <laughs> argue over the dumbest things. And we say it jokingly because to the person it, it's important and I'm not degrading yeah. that or, or belittling it in any way. It's just kind of, you know, you need a little humor to get through the day sometimes. For sure. So. And I'm sure that you would rather have people pay you to do the, um, the necessary legal work that goes into getting divorced and not to perpetuating some kind of like personal business in the courtroom. Yeah. Personal vendetta is going to court to, you know, have a judge who's a government employee, you know, agree with you just doesn't seem like the best use of times if it can be avoided. There's certainly times when there are serious issues that, one party or another, they just can't get to yes on an agreement. And there might be a factual issue that needs to be resolved by a judge, or there might be a legal issue that everybody agrees on the facts, but we're a little unclear on the law because the law is written by words and words can be vague or contradictory, or, you know, there could be ambiguities in, in, in what judges write. And so there could be a real issue of law on how that law gets applied to facts that are already agreed to. And depending upon that application, it could be millions of dollars one way or the other. I understand why people go to court over that. When you're going over the, you know, proverbial toaster, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It doesn't, I guess it probably never feels like the toaster to the, to the person. It's, we talked about this the other day. It feels like the principle, like it's the principle of the thing to talk on this because like, I, I know that we're of, you know, the same mind on this issue. Yeah. So it is very frequent in, for people going through a difficult time to say, well, it's the principle of the matter. And it's not just in a divorce case, but we'll talk about the divorce case. It could be, you know, you got bad service at a restaurant. It's just the principle of it, of the matter. But in a divorce case, if someone is coming to me and saying, well, it's the principle of it and I'm advising them, it's not worth going to court over whatever this issue may be. And they tell me it's the principle. I immediately pause and I'll tell them, I will never as your attorney ask you 
to compromise on your principles because that's the core of who you are. And that's setting me up for failure because I know you're not going to change the core of who you are, nor should I ask you. Now, I might advise you don't go to court over that issue because in the legal world, it's not going to work out well for you. But in your core and your principles, it is what it is. But here's what I don't understand about anyone ever going to court over a principle. If it's the core of who you are, it's your foundation, it's your value. Why do you need a third-party governmental employee, i.e. the judge, to agree with your principles? It, it makes no sense to me. You no. get to court through labor-intensive, time-consuming, money well you know, spent on your lawyer and, and your legal team to go to court to try to persuade somebody who's a governmental employee to agree with the core of who you are. If they agree with you, I'm going to look at you and say, why does it matter? It's your core. <laughs> and if it, they don't agree with you, it's not like you are going to say, you know what? The judge didn't agree with me. Let me reevaluate my core values and principles. You're going to say the judge got it wrong. And I get to tell you the judge got it wrong. And you move on. So going to court and spending all that time, money, and effort, and remember, this takes up your time, your you know, space between your ears. It's distracting you from living your life. And I tell people, and this is easy to say, live your life, not your divorce. Man, I wish I'd coined that phrase. Live your life, not your divorce. I, I want that on a coffee mug. No, I want it tattooed on my flexed bicep. It's just brilliant. I agree a thousand percent that the courtroom is not the place to submit your principles to be validated. I literally just heard from a stepmom client who was hysterical because her husband wants to take his ex back to court to prove that she's wrong about something and he's right. And I'm like, seriously, how many thousand dollars is that worth to you? Think about what you're doing. Never mind the money. You're giving your power to someone else. It's like an exercise in self-emasculation, hoping that this random authority figure, this government employee, can finally control your ex, which you've never been able to do. Yeah, like he'll just make her do what you want or make her stop doing what you can't stand. But here's the thing. You can do it without anyone else's help. You just don't know how. Court is where you go when you're ready to just bet on getting a good judgment because you can't get to yes and you just need to move forward whether you get what you want or not. It is not the place to offer up your capacity as a parent to some kind of judgment. But that's exactly what ends up happening. Just stop that nonsense. Stop asking for someone else to respect your rights. Stop trying to outsource your own power. You have all the power you need if you know where to look for it, and it's literally hiding in plain sight. We're going to talk more about that tomorrow in part two of this interview, and part three will drop on Friday. In the meantime, you can find Seth's podcast by looking for How to Split a Toaster on any platform where you do your listening, and his website is nelsoncoster.com.
And of course, I'll put those links in the show notes for you too. Now, I said this was a special week here at Essential Stepmom, and that's because we're ramping up for a fantastic free resource coming your way starting next Wednesday, that's September 15th, and it's called the Ultimate Step Family Summit. It's a collection of 20 step family experts, myself included, giving our best advice and tips and strategies for landing yourself and your family a spot in that lucky 30% of second marriages with kids that stay together. You want a ticket for that boat that stays afloat. And listening in to this summit is your way of snagging one. You know, according to the Step Family Foundation, most step parents say they don't have access to the resources they need. And that's exactly why groups and podcasts and summit events like this are popping up literally like mushrooms. You just have to reach out and take what's already been vetted and curated and packaged by people who really know what good step family advice looks like and sounds like. Sign up for free at bit.ly slash Tracy Summit. That's bit.ly slash Tracy Summit. And please stick with the sign up process. I know it's a few more clicks than you might have patience for, but I promise it'll be worth it. My talk for this summit is on ways that you as a stepmom can best support your partner when the shit hits the fan. I'm talking parental alienation, contempt of court orders, kids being turned against you or not wanting to come over anymore, the big stuff. I've been there and I know what it takes out of you. So I'm really looking forward to sharing the things that kept me afloat. I'm also giving a gift to every summit participant which is what I call my relief journal. It's a guided video that walks you through the journaling exercises that give you instant relief of the stress and tension that we take on while being the most important support person in our partner's journey through high conflict hell. I know, I know. You don't have time to binge all the sessions that you really want to hear, but don't despair. You can upgrade to a VIP membership that gives you all the video recordings to watch and re-watch as many times as you want, as well as access to bonus offers from each of the speakers. The value of this VIP package is just massive because each of us have contributed something amazing. My VIP bonus is actually just for the dads. It's a day of Voxer coaching. This is the new hot thing these days. It's a full eight hours of my time over Voxer, the voice messaging app. You can ask me all your questions or untangle one big issue. It's your call. I'm at your disposal for a full business day. My existing clients love being able to get their answers to pressing questions without waiting for our next coaching session to come around. So I think you're gonna love trying this out. And it's a free bonus with the VIP level of the Ultimate Step Family Summit. Once again, go to bit.ly slash Tracy Summit to sign up. And I'll see you back here tomorrow for more with divorce attorney Seth Nelson.